you are the podcast master. Here we go. Another episode of the podcast. Another episode being brought to you by WSM Auctioneers. Check them out, wsmauctioneers.com. Good folks at Western Sales Management. Been in business since 1971. That is almost as long as Megan's been alive. They've been specializing in the sales of construction equipment, utility trucks, light trucks, equipment trailers, recreational vehicles. We actually got our side-by-side from WSM. And right now, they are gearing up for another big online sale. That's right, online. You can bid wherever you are in the world. Doesn't matter what you do, who you are, or where you live, you can just jump online, wsmauctioneers.com, or you can actually go follow them on social media, make it even easier for you to follow along and get hooked up, wsm underscore auctioneers. Can I buy a Hellcat online, please? There is a beautiful Hellcat on the next auction that I have my eyes on and I can't stop looking at it. So I will be bidding online the next WSM Auctioneers online auction. I'd encourage you to as well. If I don't get the Hellcat, uh, I'm going to try to buy the Maserati. (laughs) That's a joke. Um, But I actually, I do have my eyes on the Hellcat and there's a really, really, really cool challenger that i'd like to have as well i don't know i just love those cars anyways i'm going to be bidding online i encourage you to do the same thing if you haven't already follow them at wsm underscore auctioneers you'll see what i'm talking about imagine me in that beautiful red hellcat the windows down wind blowing and what hair i have left sweet pair of beck sunglasses shading my my eyes keeping my eyes safe, making me look cool, all the things, you know, a Hellcat and Beck sunglasses. Really? Yeah, that's right. Use code Matt if you haven't already grasped that side of things. Make sure when you log on to Beck'sSunglasses.com, use the promo code Matt, M-A-T-T, save you a little bit of money. We're friends at Beck's, you know, the engineer to stay comfortably on your face, complimenting any active lifestyle. Any active, and it's true. You look cool. They're comfortable. You don't got to worry about them falling off your face. They're lightweight, polarized, superior lens technologies for premium durability and optical clarity. That's right. I read that. Read it straight off BeckSunglasses.com, and you can too. Uh, Yeah, definitely want you to cruise over there. You can follow them on social media as well. If you're an Instagram aficionado like myself, at BeckSunglasses, B-E-X, sunglasses and again don't forget use the promo code matt save you a little bit of money something else i i I talked a little bit about on a couple of these episodes but we're going to dive deeper into it here in the in the coming weeks is product we've been using for quite a while now probably a little over a year i guess uh myself megan my parents which is super super important in me explaining that I do use these products and it's Driven. Driven PCR actually is uh, the name of the company at Driven PCR on Instagram or DrivenPCR.com. You're asking yourself, well, what is Driven PCR? The PCR, what everybody asks for, it's performance, conditioning, 
and recovery. Here's the deal. They're CBD oils. They are made for equine, humans, companion animals. They've got different variations of the CBD oils. I personally, big fan of the lotion. I know Megan, also a big fan of the lotion. I am. And uh, frequent users, I tell you, it's crazy how, and I'm a super, super skeptic human being. I am super skeptic. So the fact that, you know, people used to tell me, you can just rub this on, it'll take away your pain, it'll take away your inflammation, it helps immensely with with these areas. And I was like, yeah, you're ridiculous. That's not true. But it's true. And... um and I know for a fact because I do use it. Here's the deal. A lot of people ask, well, you know, what's it for? Well, it'll reduce pain and inflammation. It'll help you regulate your sleep and your appetite. And those are two things that I love about the CBD. It also can help boost your immune response. Everybody's talking about vaccines and viruses, but nobody's talking about your immune system. Well, this actually, there's, there's studies that say CBD use will help boost your immune response but the, the bottom line is keeps me in a healthy mental state keeps me feeling good um feeling healthy yeah like i mean it's it's right in the name pcr performance conditioning and recovery i know a lot of people using it on their horses a lot of guys using it with their bucking bulls now um yeah you've seen some of the athletes at the national finals rodeo you see some of the guys in the pbr using it um, see a lot of like, like dogs, like I said, horses, bucking bulls, but especially in people. Um, and it's not a joke. People, I use it. I genuinely use these products or I wouldn't be talking about them. And that's the truth. So check them out at driven PCR performance conditioning recovery. That's what it's all about. Driven PCR.com. I want to get into this episode. A lot of fun. Um, a guy that I've been friends with a long time. If you don't already know who Sean Weesey is, well, Sean is the founder of Vexel Brands, but Sean is a super, super cool guy. Um, Yeah, like I said, a guy I've been friends with a long time. He's super motivational. If you follow him, um, you already know about his Motivational Monday, quick little blurbs that he puts out there. But uh, he's actually the man behind the brand of Vexel, V-E-X-I-L brand on Instagram. You see the the Vexel brand popping up everywhere now. He's also a guy behind XD Sports, which is a uh, an athlete agency, and we'll we'll get into that conversation. A guy that represents people like JB Mooney and and so many others that we'll uh, we'll discuss in in the course of this conversation. But um, yeah, he's an agent. He is a musician. He is a CEO, an entrepreneur. My opinion, he's just an all-around cool guy, and I mean that wholeheartedly. So I want you guys to take a deep listen. Make sure you got time to settle into this episode, and uh, let me know what you think. To all of you that have been continuing to drop comments and give us reviews wherever you listen to podcasts, for all of you that keep giving us those ratings, thank you for everybody that keeps shouting us out on social media. I appreciate it. You guys help continue to make this podcast happen every single week just by doing those couple of little things. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you're not already, I'm begging you, just cruise over and hit the follow button on social media. It's Matt L. West, M-A-T-T-L West, W-E-S-T. It's that simple. 
Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think of everything. Let me know who you want to hear on the podcast as well. But I hope you enjoy this episode. I know I certainly enjoyed it. Really glad Sean took a little a little time out of his day to come hang with with me and 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 just set and shoot the breeze. So here we go. Let's jump into it. It's my conversation with Mr. Sean Weesey. That's super messed up. You just walk in and you throw a, a ton of hats on the bed. Hey, you know, it's all in the head, right? No big deal. Right? No big deal to me. It is to me, man. I'm superstitious <laughs> as all get out. Well, I'm sorry for just your luck, you know. walk in and drop it. I mean, I'm the luckiest guy in the world, obviously. I mean, look at her, but still, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm superstitious, so it doesn't freak you out? Nothing? Nothing? As As much as you're into, nothing? No, no superstition for me. Really? No. Anything like like you have to do on a daily basis or anything? Well, I've got routines, you know. That's like what? Know. Like what? What? What does Sean do uh, on a, on a frequent basis or something that you have to do? Well, and there's a reason I, I'm asking. Hey, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying it just because I'm talking to you, but I'm a freak about going to the gym. Really? Yeah. Like I don't miss. You can you can ask my wife. I believe it. Like I'm a freak on. Uh, she knows you can ask her what's the one thing I do every day that I will not miss at least Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's it. Weekends are a little different. There, it's a little harder yeah, yeah. for you. You know, I was. I did. We went on spring break uh, for a week, and obviously, you get out of your routine. We flew back in on a Thursday night. Move that a little closer. I was there. I was at the gym Friday morning, and I went Saturday morning and Sunday morning because I'd missed a whole week. You know, I think people that don't. People that don't do it don't realize how, I hate to sound cheesy, but how cleansing it is for like the, the mind and the soul to work on your body. Just, just to get in there. And for me, it's, it's my counselor. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's the physical count. Like I, I go to God with everything, but at the end of the day, like the gym for me is where I can go just kind of shut everything else off. It's the only place in the world where I can literally not think about anything. Yeah. It's hard to do. No, yeah, and I'm I'm not a, uh, you know, I don't I know myself, okay. Yep. And yep. I know if I go in there and I kill myself, and I don't like the experience, I probably won't be back. Got to be so. Fun, I man. do it just enough to where I stay, keep my body moving, and and at my age, I you, you know after riding bulls for so long, and, right. Uh, I mean, stretching is a big part for me. You know. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Well, you, you just you wait. Walking, as you were walking in, I had this. I had the massage gun out, and that's one thing that like Megan's been on me about. Now, the chiropractor, or my massage therapist, the doctor, everybody's on me about stretching, and it's it is. I'm I'm realizing quickly how important it is. And I've done yoga and stuff in the past, but mm-hmm. it's different. You know, I mean. You do it for a little bit, and then you quit, and you're like, "Oh, I got to hurry and get from point A to point yeah, B." Yeah, it's not fun. I mean, but I, I've created a habit out of it. That's the first thing I do when I get to the gym is yeah. I stretch. Feel better, and oh yeah, yeah. it's. I got to get better at it. It's it's hard though. Uh, you need anything? I got water. I got you got water for it. This my water. Yeah, that's yours. That is yours. Service. And believe it or not, uh, we actually have more. So, so you're not just. I'm not gonna get carried away. I know. Don't don't get. We're we're pretty fancy here. We're on top floor. Beautiful, uh, nice little hotel room here. Little Girl Scout cookies. You need anything else? Uh, no, no, we're no. We're gonna pass on okay. that. Okay. All right. Um, I wanna. 
man, I don't even know where to start really because we're going to go down about 10 different roads. Oh, let's today. do it. Let's do it. And I I want to start with what if 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 you had to describe to somebody with one word who you are, what would you say? One word? One, well, one one little phrase. One little phrase. I, I, it doesn't have to be one word because and and there's a reason I say this because to me I know you've got this job. I know you've got this job. I know you're the founder of this. I know that you do this on the side. I know that you've done that. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I want to get into all of those. But how would you explain who is Sean? Well, I would say I'm a I'm a shoot from the hip, uh, not scared to jump off a cliff, uh, not scared of failure, um, positive guy. Yeah. The, the, That's kind of it. You and know. I'm glad you threw the positive in there yeah. because whether you know it or not, you provide a lot of positivity to us when you jump on and do the motivational Monday. Like, like I, I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever tell you that because I don't want to swell your ego. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, but I mean, I, I do. I look forward to jumping on there and just because we're all about trying to push each other to, to be better. We're all about trying to push our friends to be better. And and so I do. I look forward to that and get a little encouragement from from somebody that I know is out there living it. And and, and it's not just a facade. It's not, uh, hey, I'm going to do this to try to get more followers or anything like that. Like like you genuinely feel that way. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I fought that doing it for a long time. You know, because I'm not. You know me. I'm I'm just quiet. You know, I'm not a big talker. So that was outside of the box for me. But I'm. A big believer that in order to grow, you need to get outside of your box from time to time. So, I, but I fought it for the longest time, and finally, I'm like, okay, you know, what? I'm just gonna do it. And, and I went into it like, you know, if what I say can help one person, Bingo. just one, then it's worth me doing it. Uh, and then after I, I did it, the feedback I got, then I was kind of blown away of how many, you know, what I had to say, people really resonated with, and you know, they. They gave me feedback. Hey, thanks so much for that. That meant a lot. I needed that today. And uh, what most people don't realize, I think I've said it before. Um, I don't I by far do not know it all. Right. Uh, and when I do those motivationals or real talks, what I'm saying is basically what I'm saying to myself. That's it. I'm just giving people an insight on how I motivate myself. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's crazy because. Bonner Bolton was the keynote speaker at a banquet that I host the other or hosted the other night in uh, here in Sioux Falls, and he brought up the point that it was difficult for him to talk in front of a crowd, and he mentioned me, and he's like, "I know it's difficult for you too." Said, said that about me, which not a lot of people know. Like I'm mm-hmm. super super introverted, and when I'm not working, I'm borderline recluse. Like I I'm I'm stay to myself. I'm, I'm extremely shy Mm -hmm. and when i'm not quote unquote in my element socially awkward af i mean (laughs) i am uh park me in the corner against the wall and i'll just watch everybody i'm I'm good with that i'm just i'm 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 shy by nature and so it is hard to come forward and and think that anybody gives a crap what you think yeah you know for me that's what i struggle with why would anybody why would anybody care what i think yeah who am I going to motivate? You know, that's to me, that's the biggest obstacle of the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I say, I don't, you know, I think when I started doing those, uh, 
Gordon McCoy, we saw me. I think it was in Big Sky, and just out, you know how Cord is. Just out of the blue, he goes. So you have aspirations to be a motivational speaker? <laughs> oh my right. gosh, no, right. absolutely no, right? You know, because um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I know it all. I, like I said, that uh, you know, I just kind of speak what's on my mind and what I'm saying to myself. So. I've had that question asked to me before. You ever want to be like a motivational speaker? And, mm-hmm. and I've always had the same answer. You just didn't know until I start to realize, okay, if I can say something and it motivate that one person, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah, maybe I do. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like at times where God's like pulling me different directions, and it's like, okay, I've got this really cool platform to to do some things to 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 help some other people, and so yeah, it's it's my duty to use that. Yeah. And so if that's where it goes, that's where it goes. Yeah. That's and not I, what I'm looking for. Exactly. You know, um, my heart of hearts, I think I still want to be a pro wrestler. Team with Hulk Hogan, <laughs> win the titles at WrestleMania or something like that. But, 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 <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it's not like on the bucket list, but if that's where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll go. And me too. That's kind of how I am. And I guess, you know, that was a couple years ago that Cord had asked me that and, you know, I've done a bunch of those motivational Monday 15 second speeches in two years. So I guess maybe I am one. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. And I think that we get caught up in the, well, a motivational speaker has to be paid to go stand in front of a big crowd, in front of an audience, and all that. Look, a 12, 15 second Instagram story, you're a motivational speaker. I'm telling you right now, put it in your bio because that, I mean, it is. That's the truth. It doesn't have to be an hour long speech. It doesn't have oh, to gosh, be. Oh, gosh, I'd be in trouble if it's an hour uh, one. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but, you know, you've got it. You've yeah. got it in you. You you really do. Yeah, we'll and see. You've got enough life experience, too. Oh, I got, yeah, I got plenty of that. Holy sure. cow, dude. And that's why I go back to the beginning. It's like, man, I don't know where to start because. I think when we met, it was as you being an agent. Mm-hmm. I think that's what first connected us. Yeah. So you're you're a sports agent. How does how does one get into that? Because I met I met well, you and Brad about the same time, and, and and like, where does that come from? Like, was that something? I know. Let's go back to the beginning because you were a bull rider. Mm-hmm. What happened? Well, I mean, when I quit riding bulls, and I and I say this, I've told this story quite a bit. Um, when you quit riding bulls, it, it's a because I was known as a bull rider for 15 years of my life, you know. And then it's all of a sudden I'm done. N- now, who am I? You know, you know, because for 15 years, who are you? What do you do? I was a bull rider. That was my answer. I didn't have that answer anymore. So I took like a two-year hiatus. I mean, I just I got away from the culture. I didn't go to a rodeo. I didn't go to bull riding. Why? I because I knew I was done, and I didn't know who I was, was hard. in that setting. If I wasn't a bull rider, who was I in that setting? I didn't. I had no aspirations to go be a team rope or anything like that. Right. So I had to go really just find myself and figure out. Okay, who am I? Where am I going next? You know, where's this journey taking me? And, um, you know, I went and finished school, played a lot of golf, tried to be a decent golf. Really? Yeah. I, I had aspirations like, okay, because not only do you, when you quit riding bulls, there's the, you know, the, that adrenaline rush you lose, that identity you lose, well, the competition you lose too. Yeah, I like to compete. So I, I had this, you know, big plan. Well, I'm going to go try to get good enough at golf where maybe I can go enter amateur, con, you know, tournaments and have some competition. And had you played 
growing up? Well, you, you know, I, I had the bull rider skills at golf, you know. It's, so you drank a lot. <laughs> yeah, very, very minimal <laughs> skills. But I, I had a good friend at that time that, I mean, he wasn't a rodeo, he was a golf. He loved to golf and uh, played a lot of golf and got a little bit better. But I quickly realized there's not enough years left in my life to get good enough to go actually compete. So <laughs> I hate golf yeah. with the fire of a yeah. thousand suns because I tried it in high school and it's one of those things where like I'm super competitive. I, I I hide it well, but when it comes down to it, if we're if we're going to the gym, I'm gonna try really hard to lift more than you just yeah. because or if you do fifteen reps, I'm gonna do fifteen and a half or sixteen at least, whatever. Golf, I could never figure it out. Still yeah, to this day it, it frustrates me. It's a humbling sport and you're competing against yourself. But yeah. but the, not to get off track on golf, but um so I did that and um I used to rodeo with Cody Custer, mm-hmm. and uh, he called me one day, or I think he was at the NFR, and he had a sticker, you know, on the back of his vest, and uh, you know that was back, you know, there weren't many sponsors right. floating around, and so that was kind of a big deal. So you know, I called him. I said, "Man, what?" After the NFR, I called him. And said, How much you get paid for that? It was like AutoTrader.com, right. and you know, because then he told me the price. I was like, "Whoa, that's not enough." Yeah. You know, that's instantly what I thought. Yep. Uh, so that I think that's really where it started, getting my mind spinning. Yeah. Um, but then he called me the next year, I think it was, uh, and he said, hey, I get to thinking about when you called me about that sponsor. He goes, these guys over at the PBR need some help. And at that time, there was another agent that had kind of had a bad rap and, you know, was not very trustworthy. And, and so Cody said, hey, I think you need to really think hard about coming and helping you. He said, you've got a marketing background. You're one of us. You're, you're mm-hmm. you know, you're a board. You know the sport. Come from the life. Yeah. And he said, I think, I think it's something you need to think about. So I thought about it and, um, you know, like I said, I'm a shoot from the hip guy. I'm right. like, what the heck? I'll, I'll try it. Yep. And, as you go. Yeah. So that, yep. that's, how I became an agent and uh man was it I didn't know what I was doing when I started it was you know I just learned as I go like you said and um you know it was probably the two years into it I hadn't made a dime I did get some free Oakley sunglasses that was my first deal I did I got I got 10 pairs of Oakley sunglasses and I thought I'd made a million dollars right you know it was just a win I needed a win and that was a win for me um, but at that time I had some makeshift website, you know, xdsports.com and, um, uh, but I got a, a, an actual letter in the mail from Brad. Oh, really? My, my business partner now, I, I, I got a letter and he was fresh out of law school. He was working for his family's law firm. Um, but he sent me this letter asking if I had any job openings, which was high comedy for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I got dude, a website, dude. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Job openings. I'm not making any money. <laughs> so anyway, by the way, just just to clarify, Brad Benzinger, Brad Benzinger. was your your business partner. Yeah, he's yeah. my business. And um, so at that time, he I was living in California at the time, and uh, I uh, had called him, had a conversation with him. I was like, well, what? You know, it was almost mean of me because I said, how about you come out to uh, Bakersfield, California? There's a PBR there, which Bakersfield is not. Yeah, it's. Right. Not the greatest place in the right. world. Right. And so I thought, this guy lives in Michigan. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's coming to Bakersfield, California. Yeah. But, you know, it's time. Threw, threw, it yeah. Yeah. threw it out there. He goes, let me check my schedule. 
he called me back the next day. I'll be there. I'm like, really? That's like, okay, it got, it just got real. I'm like, now I start feeling guilty. I'm like, I can't hire this guy. And now he's bought a plane ticket, hotel room. He's flying to Bakersfield. And, uh, but I just rolled with it, met him there. We clicked like from the get go. And, you know, he's a hunter. We talked hunting and, um, and so I really liked him. We just kind of had a natural connection. And, uh, I ended up hiring him as, you know, like, okay, if you bring something, I'll pay, you know, percentage. Right. And so that's how it started. Okay. But, but were you just paying him through that? Like, did you have another job at the time? Like what what was, I know he was doing his deal, but. Me, yeah. He, obviously he was an attorney. I was, um, I went and finished school, uh, got a degree in marketing, graphic design. So at that time I was working at a, um a label company designing labels for all sorts of like for uh, uh all sorts of companies like really food companies yeah. mainly that's the the packaging for food companies is what i was doing so that's how i was making an income at that time uh and then just trying to get this to go on the side um but yeah so he he uh and at that time it started to click for me that's when i was just telling this story actually yesterday to somebody um because they asked me, when did it really? When did it? You hit your first. I mean, right. When did you start to hit? Yeah. When did you know? Yep. Well, the. I mean, it's a pretty cool story. It's Lucky Brand jeans. I got. Okay. I brought Lucky Brand jeans on, and Brent Vincent. Wait, really? <laughs> Lucky Brand jeans was my first deal. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's kind of a cool story. Brent Vincent, who used to be on tour, he's from Louisiana. I knew he'd be a fit. Um, well, he flew in, and we drove to L.A. Got a, I got a meeting set up with a VP of marketing of Lucky Brand. Uh, went down there and had a meeting, and I brought a this is a long time ago a, a VHS tape of rides of Brent on the telecast. Yeah, and so I brought that tape to the meeting. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I, I mean, I was shooting from the hip big right. time. I'm just rolling, in, and Brent was along for the ride. Let's do this. We're yeah. and we go in there, and you know, it's kind of awkward. Uh, and I say, hey, I've got this tape. Some of Brent's rides the telecast. It kind of shows exactly what we're trying to sell to you. He goes, Yeah, there's a VHS and TV in the in the owner's office. Well, at the time, there's two owners of Lucky Brand, Gene and Barry, and uh, they were characters. Barry was kind of like the nerd, you know, just the book guy. Right. Uh, Gene had long hair, hippie, just free spirit. Totally yeah, vibe. he was the designer guy. And uh, so we go in there. They're at their desk. It's a big office, and there's a couch, a little square TV with VHS, and you know the marketing guy goes there, plugs that in. And of course, Gene's over there. What are we doing? And he's like, we're going to watch some bull riding. Well, he instantly just boop, stands up, bull riding. Right. He goes, I got to see this. And so he comes Has over. No clue. No clue what's no going. No clue what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it on. There's Brent riding. You know and. He, Gene is fired up, like this is badass. Yeah, I love. It. He goes, "That's you." You know, he punted, it and we're going to do this. Let's sponsor this guy. I mean, that just just that, then I'm that like, quick. Man, maybe this is going to be easier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we roll out of that meeting. Me and Brent are high fiving. That was a you know good meeting. And so yeah, Brent was sponsored by Lucky Brand for a couple years there, and uh, which that you know I don't, if. Lucky Brand, I don't even know what they're what they're doing now as a company, but at the time they were not a Western brand, right? Not even you know, close. But at, but there was a movement in the Western culture. A lot of you know, 
I, I remember wearing, personally yeah. spent going to the mall. So here's the thing. Like I've worn Wranglers from the day I was, you know, old enough to put denim on. Mm-hmm. And but I remember in high school especially going to the mall every time you'd save up enough money to buy lucky jeans. Yeah. And then it, it be kind of came in, in FFA and in like the livestock show yeah. culture. To crease the luckies and, you know, throw on the, the, the shoes or the boots or whatever, wear the buckle with the luckies. It yeah. wasn't something that I did every day, but when we were going to go to a show or we were going to step out and go to horse judging practice or something, the luckies would have a crease in them. Yeah. So there was a movement yeah. there for it, and it was just kind of the perfect storm. And I mean, that's what gave me the idea because I saw a little bit of a movement in our culture with that brand. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I sold it to them but that's crazy so that was that was no the idea. first deal yeah so and then really? it kind of it just kind of took off from there then then I, I when i realized especially when that deal because now we're, now i got to deal with a contract right? right and um i finally i just talked to brad i'm like look i'm still at the beginning of this how about how about we just become full partners i said you bring an element this agency needs you know i bring the you know the knowledge of the sport um you bring the and the, the willingness to go yeah. work for yeah. You, know, you, you bring the law degree because I, you know I did think I knew at the time I'd done enough research as far as agents are concerned. You know the NFL. If you want to be an NFL agent, you have to have a law degree. Right. So I said if they ever change the rules, you know, and it's just me, yep. I'm out of business. Yep. So not anymore. You yeah. Know? There you now go. Brad's got the the You're law problem element. solver. Too. Problem solve exactly. There you go. So, but more than that, like we're. We're like best, you know. He's one of my best friends, and it uh, it's been a twenty years. Has it been that long, really? Yeah. Holy cow, that's crazy. Uh, because most relationships, at, period, don't <laughs> exactly. last that long anymore. What's well, good? He's not. I mean, he's in Michigan, so right. it's not like you don't. I mean, have we see each we other have our day. squabbles, but at the end of the day, then we make fun of each other, and it's. But you know where the finish line's at, and you know that you know. Hey, we got to get to the finish line. We're going to do this together. We're a team. And, and when you get along, it makes it so much better. Like that's that's one thing we talk about. Like just relationships in general. Make sure that it's with the right person. Oh, uh, sure. Even your friends, even the people you surround yourself. Like you, you've got to all kind of be similar in your thought process. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go out and and try to sign somebody that is going to go act like an asshole and and make a fool out of you. I mean, I don't think, anyways. No, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, well. Okay, so so that's where we met, and then you guys were in the bull business for a little bit, or you, or you had some. Bulls? Yeah, well, I, I I used to, yeah, for probably uh, eight years. I had like thirty head of bucking cows and raised bulls. I used, yeah, I used to. Was it as profitable for you as well, it was I, for me? I was just, I don't know. <laughs> I lost, I lost everything. Well, yeah, I I got lucky. Uh, there was a moment there right when the back in two thousand. Probably two thousand and five, somewhere in there. Um, I bought some uh, heifers from Don Kish, and um, I got very blessed on that deal. I bought five heifers, and two of them were Wolfman daughters. He didn't think he was selling me Wolfman daughters, but once I once I registered them, bled them, and he he denied it at first. There's no way. There's right. and right. then he thought about it. I'm like, well, Wolfman did jump in with those other heifers, and it, so it worked it, out in your favor. Yeah. So that that year, like I did a lot of flushing. Yep. Like I I flushed a reindeer, I flushed a Doctor Proctor, uh, Playboy Skull, and I was uh, 
putting them in recip those embryos in recips and selling those recips 60 days 60 90 days bread and and that's uh, when so that's i had when a good the business was booming it, boom, it was on I, its way up yeah i had a good year there with that but yeah overall timing and luck in the yeah. bull business oh absolutely it's you have to because yeah. there there's been so many and that was right before the market just got completely flooded and everybody wanted to get in the bull business which was good for a guy that had kind of started establishing a little bit and had the opportunities for them but it wasn't long after that that like it kind of dove the opposite yeah. direction no my abbi number is 3 oh really 385 so, really so you got in yeah, at a good time early, yeah. good time nice i so, don't do that anymore i've got bull partners that we um right. i sold all my cows five years ago or so it just i didn't i was traveling so much that you know when you it's have buck, when you have bulls and, and crazy cows they get out it's just they're gonna get out and i felt like every time i was on the road they were out yep. and it was just becoming high stress for me and uh yeah it really wasn't a money maker so yeah. i got out of it but i'm still a partner with um my buddy there's four of his ex-bull riders that uh a good buddy jimmy young he's he's got about 30 head of cows and uh and we partner on bulls together to compete with my dad called me this morning. I, we don't have cows. I, I got out of the cow and bull business years ago mm-hmm. for the same reason. Yeah. I was gone so much, and I had devoted so much time and energy into this career that I couldn't stay home, and I felt uh, guilty leaving that responsibility for anybody else. Fast forward to today, I've been out of the bull and cow business for years. Uh, my dad calls me this morning and says, hey, uh, you just had a baby calf in your pasture. Yeah, the neighbor's cows oh. apparently made a home oh. in our pasture, and, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, I mean we we don't have anything out there on it. Um, it's it's a whole another sectioned off pasture. But yeah, Dad called me to tell me that I had a baby calf this morning <laughs> out out in the back lot. So, um, but it, it's not something that I it, it's I don't think people realize the amount of work that goes into the cattle business. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you've got to devote a lot of time to it. Yeah, for sure. Probably like starting your own brand. I, I would assume you you have to spend a lot of time uh, devoted to building a, a brand, like yeah. a clothing line, especially. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot to it. Consistency is key. Right. I mean, you, um, you know, I feel like um, each phase of my life has taught me something to help me in the next phase. Yeah. Um, you know, being a bull rider taught me that. You, you got to be tough. You got to mm-hmm. put your head down and, you know, yeah. get through storms. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, starting that, starting my agency, XC Sports, you know, I had to learn that, you know, I had to put your head down, don't give up. Almost kind of trial by fire. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to jump into the middle of the storm to kind of figure your way through it. Yeah. And if you consistently do it, like that's what it taught me is um, if you put your head down, do the work consistently mm-hmm. you know it's you're going somewhere yeah. but it's just got to be you can't do it and then give up for t- a month yeah. and then try to do it again it, it, that doesn't work yeah uh trust me again i feel like megan probably got with you before you showed up here and said hey <laughs> go ahead and talk about everything that matt's not good at in life like consistency well you're going yeah. to the gym consistently that, that's uh, that's about it honestly that's about it and show up to work i try to try to do that but like 
<laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. There you go. Wow. Hey, truths. Uh, real talk. That's real talk. Yeah, right and for those that didn't hear, because she doesn't have a microphone, she said, I'm consistently a pain in her uh, rear. But that's not really what she said. I'm not really sure why we even have a studio audience right now, Sean. We could have done this without her. It makes it fun. I like it. Uh, well, I'm glad somebody does. Talk to me about Vexel. Where, where, okay, let's start because I think maybe probably one of the things that I hear the most, and I'm sure you do too, is what does this name come from? Where? Do, I mean, I got the definition. I, I know what it is, mm-hmm. but I had to look for it. Um, where'd you come up with the name? Well, the or what does it mean? Yeah, well, the we'll start with the that the icon I designed first. Like you know, I, like I said, I've yeah. got a graphic design background, and I probably sat on that for half a year. I, I designed it, and I, oh, that's cool. Um, and I've already always had kind of a you know a desire to start a brand, um, and then finally I just I looked at that. And I'm like, I think this this might be it. This is the one, and. Um, so obviously it's a V looks like a V and I, I did research on V words and, um, came up with Vexel, you know, which derives from the word Vexilum, which is a, a banner a Roman soldier carries in the battle. And I thought, well, that's kind of a cool, maybe hopefully this can be the brand that, you know, people can latch onto in the Western culture as, you know, their flag. And, uh, so that's where the, the name came from. Uh, I like it because, you know, you look at Nike, everybody knows Nike, but you really got to kind of dig in to figure out what, what the word Nike actually yeah. derives from. Mm-hmm. And, and and I believe now I'm going to say that, put myself on the spot and kind of forget, but I believe it comes from like uh, a Greek mythology mm-hmm. and it was it was the god of maybe... Uh, now I'm gonna have to look it up. I know, but I, but it, but, it, it, but it derives from something that actually has a very uh, solid meaning, and, and there was a reason that they went out and got that word. What the winged goddess of victory? Yeah. yeah. So it's obviously yeah yeah perfect. And, and so you know you you look at what that brand has become now. Nobody even cares what it means now. Yeah. But when you when you really look into it, it it's got some substance. It's got you know, a meaning. And I think that that's, what's cool is like when you figure out, okay, what it is. Yeah. This is our flag to carry. Yeah. I, I dig it, man. Yeah. Very cool. How, how long has that been going? Like when it'll did you be, start that? Uh, when did you finally go, okay, let's pull the trigger. It'll be, uh, July will be seven years. Really? So a little over six and a half years. It's a, it's a slow burning process. Oh, it is. Like I said, the consistency is, is key. And, uh, that's what, uh, you can't, you know, it's not a get rich quick scheme, you know, yeah, right. and uh, most things aren't for all of y'all who try to get rich quick. It's I'd like to say even the like the lottery is the only get rich quick. But then you think about how much money lottery winners have spent over exactly. the years. How, how many years have you been playing it? Yep, it's like the, like the overnight success in music. Oh, well, they've been playing music for twenty five years before you ever heard of them. Exactly. But there, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Really I don't think. Yeah. But and the thing is, is with. Um, you know, I, I've never been one of those people who, well, I don't even really have a desire to be rich. That's not right. my goal. Uh, um, what I've learned over the years is to live in the moment and enjoy the process mm-hmm. because the process, the journey is just as much of the reward if if you're in the moment paying attention to the journey. 
um, you know, I can look back at, I mean, back to the agency. I mean, I've had so many stories, so many experiences that are just part of the journey. And that, you know, that's not the end goal that is necessarily the prize. It's we know, drive running the race. And, 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 you know, like we, we drive a lot. We've put on a million miles in the last year because we've been road tripping everywhere we go. And I, like, I feel like life is like this really badass road trip. And yeah. if you don't stop and take pictures at road signs and you don't stop and just like, Hey, I want to go look at this and enjoy this. Like if you get so caught up and just getting on the interstate of life and running as fast as you can from point A to point B, you miss so much. And I, I, I'm like you. I don't I don't care about ever being rich. I do care that I'm always busy. Like yeah. like I, I need to be doing something. I need a challenge. I need something to keep me uh just keep me driven, I guess, would be would be the way I'd look yeah. at it. You the same? Oh, for sure. I've got I get uh and I've got to be careful because you know, I I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a I'm a creative person so i i need to be creating maybe not 24 7 but you know if i haven't in a while i i feel that that void and i need to whether it's you know design and i still i design all the calves i design all the shirts um whether it's that kind of creativity or is it is it is it a marketing creativity you know um i I just need to create and so that's really what it is for me i if i don't have that then i yeah. You're also a family guy. Yeah. And so you've got to be able to find that balance in, in everything. For sure. Which is probably, I would assume, the hardest part. Um, well, yeah. I mean, there's it's gone through phases, I'd say. Um, you know, obviously the last year I've not traveled that much. So it's been right. it's been a really a, a nice refresher. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you, you got to learn how to balance stuff. Like, you know, when I'm traveling, going every other weekend, leaving, um, yeah, you have to, you have to find out what works for you. There's no science to it. There, you know, everybody's different. I think you just have to find out what works for you and figure it out. Let's bounce back to the agency real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, first person you ever like brought in, brought on, was it Brent? Oh, athlete wise. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who was uh, the first? Joe Rush. Joe Rush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joe Rush. <laughs> Joe Rush. Joe, is Joe alive? Joe, yeah. Okay. Well, so, I hope so, he is. So if Joe's listening to this, sorry. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he was from Georgia. Um, he got a free pair of Oakley sunglasses. Nice. Um, that's I'm about, a Bex guy, personally. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out well, there. I'm sorry. Like, I forgot your sponsor. Like, like I'm, I'm a Bex guy, personally. I just, <laughs> I'm over I'm, here ruining your sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not what I do. I get sponsored. I'm sorry if go. I'm running. There you but. go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, better than Oakley. Hey, if you want to get some really cool sunglasses, Sean, I'll give you a code. It's Matt. You can you can there save you some. Go. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Joe Rush. He made the finals. Maybe I think once. Right. But that's the name that always pops in my head. There's uh, Paul. Um, man, it's been so many years. I remember Paul. Yeah, Paul. great guy. <laughs> you know, Paul. Great guy. Paul. Paul was, from Paul was, uh, like he's probably gonna hear this, and I'm an idiot for not remembering his name. But anyway, Paul. There's. Uh, Brent Vincent, um, and then it probably moved into uh, oh Jaron Nunnemaker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Lee, yeah. Um, Jody Newberry. Yeah. It just, I mean, it just kept going. But you know, to where it's a building. Oh yeah, it's you know, it's a roller coaster. baby steps. You know, to where you got to prove yourself. You know, and um, 
I didn't expect that to roll in and everybody say, yeah, we want you to be our agent. You know, I knew that I had right. to to do the work and figure it out. Obviously, the Lucky Brand Jeans was a big deal for me because that was – it It made people pay attention. Okay, this guy's not a poser. He's really coming in here and doing something. Uh, then it moved to the U.S. Army. I was a you know, major player in that team yep. when they came on board. Um, and then it um, – yeah, just it, I felt like it just there was, you know, there was the recession part, yeah. two thousand seven and eight. Was that when it was? We took a hit, you yeah. know, because um, I mean, the first thing corporate America they they had to cut things. Well, if one of the line items is sponsor a bull rider, well, there's an X going through that in a well, hurry. <laughs> and that was going to lead me to this, like twenty twenty. How hard was it in twenty twenty? to keep that momentum or to gain any positivity out of it? Was it difficult from, from your perspective? Because we all talk about, well, live events shut down or whatever. And, and you think about the people that make their income from sponsorship opportunities. And that's how a lot of guys provide for their families. And that's where like, you know, I would consider a small business from your perspective. Like, like what was that whole process like? It was actually, very i feel very very blessed because it you know thank you know thankful to the pbr they were able to keep that you know right. the, the television going and that's a major player with with the sponsorship deals we do mm-hmm. is that tv time now obviously you know the the activations and all that were cut but i you know i didn't have issues because you know the we work with big brands you know like monster energy yeti mm-hmm. you know levi's uh, K&M, we were the only ones doing anything. Right. So, right. you know, um, you know, like a lot of those brands have deals with other sports. Well, there was no other sport They're doing gone. anything. So they definitely weren't complaining about what we were doing because right. we were the only ones doing anything. So it, it really, it didn't affect us at all. Well, and to pat you on the back, you know, this is something that you've built a reputation now. Um, you have climbed that ladder to where you are working with bigger brands. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going out to, you know, just random small. You're working with major companies, like you said, Monster. I mean, look yeah. at Monster; they're huge right now. Yeah, and that that's probably um, the Monster deal is, you know, probably the the deal I'm the most proud of because it was, uh, you know, what we were talking about a while ago. You know, overnight success yeah. doesn't, you know. I just show up with these brands, but right. most people don't see what it took to get them yep. here. And like Monster took two and a half, three years really? that I worked them to to try to get them on board, and uh, and it um, it it finally clicked. You know, it, it, they and, and part of it with with the sport we work in is it's just a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. They they don't understand the culture. They don't you know they 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 have a preconceived idea of a bunch of country they think it's all the country yep. hicks doing some crazy stuff you know well i brought um i brought the at the time he was not now he is the senior vice president of sports marketing for monster when i met him he was um the director of motorsports because they didn't know who to send me to gotcha. when i call him yeah like, we don't we don't have who do we send this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. to well the, the guy i'm talking about um well say his name mitch yeah. is he's from alabama okay so monsters headquartered in corona california southern california so when they sent me to mitch and i got mitch on the line 
and I heard his twangy Alabama accent, I'm like, whoa, I got shot. Yep. You know, because I don't expect to talk to some Alabama guy. Yeah. You expect work somebody from California yeah. who doesn't understand our world yeah. or no. I'm like, well, this guy will get, he'll get, get it to a point. Well, he, I invited him to the PBR finals. He came and he brought a guy named Ash who is, he's from Newport Beach, surfer. I mean, just has that, he talks like a Southern California, you know. And, uh, well, he brought Ash and Mitch told me, he goes, I brought Ash for street credit. He goes, if he thinks it's cool, we got a shot. I'm like, okay. Which people don't realize is such a win in our world. Oh, absolutely. Because when you bring somebody like that, and that's why, like, I love, like, I've brought Luke Rockhold to the PBR, and, and, you know, you talk about the ultimate California guy that, like, loves the beach and surfing and all that stuff. Brought him to a PBR and was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is incredible. And now you see all these UFC guys show up and and different athletes and and actors from this totally different world, but they're enamored by what these guys do. Oh, yeah. Well, I still remember that because it was the first round. I got them front row seats. Right. Nobody, nobody knew they were there. You know, I keep things under wrap pretty good. And um, the second guy out, I don't know who it was, poor guy, but he got annihilated and just jerked down, knocked out. And Ash is instantly like, whoa. You know, his eyes are huge. He looks at Mitch, looks at me, he goes, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but this is some real shit. Yep. You know, and Mitch elbows me. He likes it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, and it just it went from there. You know, that's when we uh, created the team. That was 2012. And um, the funny thing is, LJ Jenkins is the only one who knew about it because I told him like, we're going to get Monster. We're right. Gonna, because we're you gonna were gonna LJ's get agent. Yeah. I said we're going to get him. And that you know, I told him that for two and a half years. Right. Thank goodness he kept the faith. You know, we came through for him. But uh, you know, he was on that that first team and. Uh, was he the uh, first guy? Who, who was, was the four first, guys? Who was it was actually monster? because it, you know, when you go to a big brand like that, you know, Mitch, he was just the director of motorsports at the time. Well, he's right. got to pitch it to his bosses. Yep. Okay, why are we doing this? You know, mm-hmm. how are we going to do this? Where are we getting the money to do this? So to start, it was a Brazilian initiative. Um, they pulled from a Brazilian budget because they're like, well, there's a lot of Brazilians in this sport. We can. That's how we can, you know, make justify it, it and yeah. make it. Get it off the ground. And uh, so there was LJ, obviously he's not Brazilian, but we had one Amer- American, um, Glaramy Marchi, Robson Palermo, and Rubens Barbosa. And that's where it started, the, the the first four guys. And then it turned in, obviously, once the marketing realized, well, this is a this is an American tour. You know, it, we can pull from this budget. Obviously, there's two Brazilians, but they, they wanted to do more Americans because it was an American tour. Once right. once they got behind it and realized they, what it they got, was. you got to see what it is. Yeah, exactly. I tell people that all the time. Literally, every weekend, we run into somebody in a hotel or in a gym or something, and they ask, well, you know, what are you doing in town? Well, when you tell them, it's like, you, you, you honestly just have to see it. Yeah. it. It's hard to explain. It goes back to what you said, you know. Well, bull riding, and everybody thinks, okay, we're going to set up hay, hay bales and yeah, exactly. put a halter on something. Like, it's going to be this Have a whole damn. Hillbilly, redneck. Yeah, yeah. Megan sat next to some people last night that bought tickets because lady at the hotel was a fan yeah. and said, you guys should go check this out. It's in town. They had no clue yeah. what they were getting into, and they were like, they're going to ride bulls with this music? It's like rap and rock, and like, yeah. and, and there's all this stuff going on. Yeah. People just, they don't, you don't get it. Uh, no, for sure. So that that was a, a big breaking point, 
and I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you, like, who was the the partner that you you really felt like okay, really, yeah, the most legitimized what you've done. Yeah, and that, that I mean that's it in a nutshell because it, I mean how many years has that been now? It, eight or nine years or almost yeah, it's ten been a decade. And almost. I mean obviously it went from the, you know the three years I hounded them. Yeah, finally got a deal done. You know, created a, a team to now. I mean, they're they're the title sponsor of the sport. Right. So I mean, that's huge for you know for me um, because my whole deal is I don't. You know, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. I'm not over here saying, look what I did. I, that's not my personality. My whole goal with the agency is, is I was a bull rider. So if I can give back to the sport and help the sport in some way, shape, or form, Bingo. that's my goal with it. Once again, I never have really money goals. That's not how I operate. I have. I try to have impactful goals mm-hmm. uh, to make an impact on humanity, on people's lives. And so that's my has always been my goal with XD Sports is – Helping these bull riders that, you know, if I can, you know, some of these guys make some good money and they're able to, you know, if they're able to, when they retire and not have to go get a job or start their own, you know, they're set financially to, to go on their next journey. I feel like I I played a part in that. And and I was going to bring this up. Chase Outlaw uh, is a prime example, a guy that's been hurt so much over the last few years because he puts his body on the line in this sport to try to provide for his family. Well, you've helped bring a little reassurance to to him being able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've I've created great relationships with our partners that, you know, they understand it, you know, they understand why, you know, obviously they're doing it for marketing and business right. reasons, but they understand how their their investment in these guys impacts them. And, and they really see it when somebody's hurt. They're like, yeah. tell them, you know, you know, a guy from Monster just told Chase the other day, hey, don't look, we're, we got your back. Yeah. Uh, regardless, you get right, you get healthy. We're here for you. That's what we're here for. And people don't understand how important that is to to not just the athletes, but like even myself. Yeah. And for a lot of people, they think, oh, well, it's just, you know, a shirt with embroider with a patch on it or whatever. But they don't realize the importance to, to de-stress us yeah. as people that travel all the time, especially for the athletes. You know, I mean, somebody believes in you. Somebody's confident in you to do that. And, and it gives you the reassurance to say, okay, I can go focus on the business yeah. because somebody's in my corner. Yeah. And, and, and that's, imp- I mean, I, it's unbelievably important. Yeah. I think I, I really, and, and I'm going to say this, but this might be off the topic a little bit because, um, the guys who have the sponsors, who have the big sponsors, they have it for a reason. Right. They, they earned it. Yep. Uh, you don't just get sponsors cause you, came to this tour you, you've got to prove that you can stay on this tour consistency once again consistency is at play consistently stay on this tour and consistently be a top 20 15 guy um and i tell most guys when i start representing them i'm like look you focus on riding bulls that you're a bull rider focus on that um and the sponsors will come because if you're not winning you're not <laughs> sponsors That's aren't going to come anyway so and you're going to win more in the arena anyway over the long haul so don't worry about the sponsors i'd rather see some kid come in and say you know what i don't want sponsors for two years yeah let me li- live on this tour prove who i am on this tour for two years 
And then we could talk about somebody sponsoring me. I wish they'd let's all go big. Do. That would be awesome for let's, me. Let's go for something big. Let me prove yeah. that I deserve something big, and yeah. let's go there. But and again, you you led a, a perfect question because I was going to ask, well, what do you tell these kids? Because now that's question number one. Uh-huh. Not not how do I get better? Not where can I go to work on my skills? Okay, how do I get sponsors? Yeah, I hate go it. do the work. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the. The emails and the DMs and the the people stopping you going, hey man, can you help me get some sponsors? Oh yeah, who are yeah. you? Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it all the time, and um, you know, I, I tell every you know guy I start representing, I tell them, I give them the same speech. Right. Don't worry about sponsors. If there's one to be had, I've got that for you, yeah. guys. I want to take it off their plate. That's my job to take that off their plate, so they can be a professional bull rider. Right. And because if they're not 100% committed to being a professional bull rider, mm-hmm. the sponsors don't matter. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, that's like I said, I wish it was, I wish those guys would come in here and say, I don't, don't give me any sponsors right. for two years. Right. That would be awesome. Let's, let's, let's hit the rewind button and go way back. Where'd you grow up? What was, what was life like growing up? I grew up in, um, Southeast Texas until I was like 13. And then, um, my dad was a rice farmer, okay. uh, so I grew up with the farm. My dad rode bulls, fought bulls until I was probably five or six. So I got vague memories of that. So that's kind of where the the yeah. culture comes in. Uh, when I was thirteen, my dad got hired to go uh, manage this or for this big bank who owned this big piece of ground in Louisiana. It, I mean, it was hadn't been farmed in like thirty years. So he got hired to go develop this land, turn it into a farm, so the savings savings and loan that owned it could sell it right. you know within f- five basically years basically like so. a like an investment yeah group so i went to, to high school in louisiana now that was a shocker you know you think okay southeast texas louisiana basically the same place absolutely not really no louisiana is another country <laughs> i love it with all my heart but when as a 13 year old going from texas to louisiana i mean it was already i was shy i was going Freshman in high right. school, a new school. They do speak a different language and in Louisiana. I, yeah, I hear them. They're talking weird, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, I told mom, I'm like, where'd you move us to? This? <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I love Louisiana. I mean, there's some great people there. It's great culture. Um, I highly recommend visiting if you've never been. Uh, great food. Oh, Damn, gosh. it's humid. It is humid. It's but so hot. I grew up in Southeast Texas, right. I mean, Houston. Weather's not much different. Yeah, it was. The weather was about the same. So. But uh, uh, rice farmer, rice farmer. You know what? I we did a food sensitivity test. I can no longer eat rice <laughs> at all. Ruined my whole diet. Ruined the whole nutrition. None. It's not not like brown rice. No, like I'm I'm extremely sensitive to to white rice, to brown rice, to bananas, to peanuts and peanut butter, which are like every protein shake I've ever had in the last decade has been a peanut butter banana protein shake. Can't do it. Can't eat apples, which was my go-to on the road. You just fill my stomach. Can't eat apples anymore. What else did you ruin my life with? Oh, no dairy. No dairy whatsoever. No milk. No ice cream. No cheese. Literally, Man, marrying that, Megan a, will be the one. That's a bad day to get that news, huh? What do so you bad. eat then? Like steaks and salad? Yeah, yeah. granted, I'm about to fall asleep one night, and she starts pulling hairs out of my head <laughs> to put in an envelope and send $20 online. So who knows what kind of hillbilly sent us this paperwork back. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'd trust that completely. Yeah, I, I, don't I, know that I know I, we're on the same side, but I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she's going to get the blood sample because I'm not giving it to her. 
But no, yeah. So the whole the whole rice farmer thing. You hit a soft spot, man. I'm sorry. Hit a soft oh, spot. Yes. I can't do it anymore. It's Every now and then, you only live once. I mean. Right, right. Yeah, until until you eat something that kills you. Wait, it's that bad? You're gonna I die? Yeah. No, but 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 once. Once yeah, you we did, know. Yeah. You're fine. Once we did it, I was like, ah, well, that's stupid. I'm yeah. really not going to pay much attention to it. <laughs> that's like that's like the no running at the pool thing. Oh yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. I got to get over there faster. I got to exactly. run. You got to break the rules every once in a while. What? Well, okay, uh, one more, one more. Who's the the person? I don't know that person or people that you go that you're going to look back 20 years from now and go, damn, I was their agent. Like, do you do you have do you have somebody that that stands out? Because I know, like, I know, I think about everybody that you've worked with, and you've worked with some really big names in the Western industry. Do you have one or two or a handful that really? Well, I don't. I mean, I not was to just put you on the spot no, to pick favorites. Yeah, but like I had this conversation last night, um, and yeah, because it's something else. Another guy who's kind of a an agent type guy in a whole other sport got called out, and but he was big on taking pictures with people and acting like he oh I know all these people kind of like the guy from Mexico or wherever that sold Tom Brady's jersey. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah, like, exactly. crazy. But so it got me to thinking, man, I don't take pictures with my guys yep. like I should. Yep. Uh, even just for myself, I mean, I would, right. you know, it's. I just don't because I don't think of it because they're just, you know, friends and, you know, just buddies. So you don't think of it. But I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, I should probably start doing that because I'm not going to do this forever. I'm going to tell my grandkids one day, yeah, I used to be J.B. Mooney's agent. We don't even see a picture with you're full of, you know. I'm like, wait a second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I should probably start getting some pictures with the guys. You know, but it's, you know. You have I don't to. Know. That's the and and it was the the only piece of advice. And I've said this. I think nearly every episode of this podcast. I went to Clint McSpadden and I was like, I'm begging him, just give me advice. Give me advice. Take pictures. Take pictures of everybody you work with. Yeah. Take pictures of all with all your buddies. Take pictures of everywhere you go. And so, like, you know, now that's why a lot of our buddies get super annoyed because Megan and I'll post on Instagram all day long or Snapchat yeah. or whatever. They don't understand it. You know, they, they don't get it. One, it's the world we live in. But two, it's like, I'm not doing this for you. Yeah, I'm doing this for us and for our family to see where we're at and the, the life we're getting to live. And one of these days, 100 years from now, I'm going to retire. Yeah. And I'm going to have a, a family that wants to hear about what Grandpa exactly. did back in the day. So you have to do that. No, I got it. And I think after I talked, I just had this conversation last night. And after I had it, I'm like, I need to make a point that, okay, that's my new goal. I need to. I mean, the guys are going to get suspicious. Yep. They might be like, are you retiring or something? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, what and the I'm hell? And I'm just going to say maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Just keep them, keep yeah. them on the line. So I think, you know, that's my goal from here on out. I'm going to start taking pictures. Maybe tonight I'll I'll figure yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll take my first one tonight. Yeah. If I remember. That's, and, that's uh, so funny. But back to your question, you know, uh, yeah, I've represented a lot of cool athletes uh, and – you know, I click. You know, people ask me who's your favorite. You know, I see you hang out with this guy more than this guy. We're humans, so That's naturally right. you're going to click with. Like me and LJ used to room together. Yep. At every event. Yep. You know, so you kind of click with certain ones personality wise mm-hmm. more so than others. By the way, rooming with LJ is really not always that fun. 
I, I oh, trust we could, me. I've we could there. have a whole podcast on rooming but, with LG. But there's a lot of families that listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. So you know, I don't have a favorite. You know, obviously JB Mooney's a big one. It, it, right. When when people that you know, my wife will talk like, yeah, he's JB Mooney's. I don't ever say right. that. And people are like, what? You know, so I'm yeah. like, trust, it's just JB, if you, you know, yep. and, but I, I try to take myself, okay, take, don't be a, you know, jackass, yep. take yourself out of your position and look, put yourself in their shoes. Right. You know, I, sometimes I take for granted that I get to hang out with guys that are famous, yep. you know, not superstar, you know, Tom Same, Brady famous, but, in but world? yeah, exactly. Yep. And then I got to thinking about this the other day, the majority of the world does they do not know anybody semi-famous? So, you know, what I love about our lives is we go to a different city every weekend, and people hang out in the lobby of the hotel just to try to get a picture mm-hmm. with guys that I consider my best friends. Yeah, that that's amazing to me when oh, you think yeah, about it. Like, it's super humbling. I saw, I we see sides of guys that the fans would give anything that like let me tell you something when cooper davis gets knocked out and can't remember anything past about 10 seconds he's pretty funny to be around <laughs> uh you know things like that but like yeah you know we're we're very fortunate very blessed and and i think that you're kind of like i am we're fans of the sport yeah um and so we don't take that for granted but at the end of the day it's like we're we're in it and so it's easy to just get caught up in well this is just life yeah and that you see, you know, speaking of that, you know, you see the people, you know, you and I get to see a front row seat yep. to how the fans, oh, there's, yep. you know, Cody Teal, Derek Kababa, mm-hmm. whoever. And so you kind of, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, two years ago, three years ago in New York, I, I kind of had an eye opener. We round the corner and there's this girl and I'm with Derek and this girl like physically starts shaking mm-hmm. and crying. Derek, Derek. Yeah. And, you know, Derek's like, oh, what's going on, yeah. you know? Yep. And she was so, like, her mom was like, she is yep. the biggest fan ever. And I saw the emotion, and, the, like, it affected her physically. Cool? And I'm like, you know, it's cool, but then you're like. It's weird. He's just, you know, <laughs> you also, I know, you know Derek. Him. So it's like, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a good bull rider, but he's just a human. You know, it's not, but it's cool to see that, you know, Um just puts things in well and, and and what i love most about it is because like i do i do know here, here's a funny story Derek was the first bull rider ever to put on a west fit t-shirt he was the first guy i ever gave one to really weirdly enough yeah and and i have no idea why i remember this but it just popped in my head we were in nampa idaho uh sorry i there just that was a that's random it, random it, spot but but like, random facts but I say that because Derek has always been a guy that, for some reason, like I'm drawn to as a human. Yeah, he's just—I hate to use the term "good old boy," but but he is just such a oh, good yeah. guy. He's such a good human, and I guarantee she runs up there and starts shaking, and he kind of grins. Oh well, you know. Let's oh yeah, take he's, a picture. It's you know? gonna be okay. Yeah, it's you know? okay. <laughs> like, come here, let me put my arm around you. Yeah. I promise, it's okay. Uh, yeah, like, he handled it great. But uh, yeah, and that's the deal is all these guys are. You know, great guys. Uh, they all have different personalities, which you know that's life. And yeah. they, uh, um, you know, I have I have a place in my heart for all of them. You know, even the guys I don't represent. Right. You know, because it doesn't matter. Still, to your me. friends. I, I walk in the locker room, and um, you know, I'm just one of the guys, and they're you know, that's 
that's how I look at it, and I think that's how they see me. I'm not. I always hear, well, you know, so and so is doing well because that's that's who you guys wanting. Yeah, that's who you guys want to win. You damn right. I want him to win, just like I want the other thirty four or thirty nine guys to win. Like, because they're they're all my friends, yeah. you know. But but you get you get attached to some people. Yeah. It's just nature, you know. Exactly. Um, we're lucky. JB, yeah, Derek. Chase, like like a couple of the guys that like fans might not realize that okay, well this is Sean's their agent. Yeah, and yeah, the, and now you got me thinking. I don't, I mean, like Jody Newberry was a, a guy that that got me to think. He was, you know, most people maybe don't remember him anymore, but that right. guy was just a solid guy. He, I still, you know, I stay in touch with a lot of them after they retire, and yeah. um, uh, good guy. Jody, they're all one they're of all my good. Favorites just because like. What you see is what you get with Joe. Oh, straight up. Straight up, Oklahoma. You know, I mean, yeah. that's him. Yeah. What you saw on TV is the guy you would see in the locker room, same guy you see at the hotel or wherever. Yeah. And it's been a while, but every time I've ever seen him, it's been the exact same. Yeah, he's the same no matter what. Cool. So. Man, I, I like people like that. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. What else? If, if people are looking, where where do, where do you find Vexel? Uh, at Vexel Brand, regardless, I mean, any social media platform pretty much. Uh, mainly Instagram and Facebook at Vexelbrand. Vexelbrand.com is the website. You can go check out the gear there. Proud to sponsor Derek Obaba, Cody Teal, and Boudreaux Campbell on this tour. Um, I've been sponsoring Boudreaux since he's been in high school. Really? Vexel, yeah. I was just getting ready to say, is that something new? No, no, no. I mean, he, he's had he's a been Vexel in high pet. school, that's been like six, eight months, right? Exactly. No, <laughs> Most of the people don't realize, you know, they think Boudreaux Campbell is always young, new guy. Well, yeah. He's he he went a different route and uh he's uh what 23 22 23 yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there, there. so yeah. he's he's been around he's so good it, for business man oh yeah oh Boudreau. uh yeah I like him but yeah it's cool to see you know you know I met Boudreau when he was a senior in high school down at mm-hmm. Texas State Finals and uh this is where I started working with him in Vexel and then uh backstory on Derek I met Derek when he was 15 Really, I saw him at a bull event that we brought bulls to compete at, and um, I saw him ride, and I was like, "Oh, that kid is good." And I thought he was probably like seventeen, so I'm like, oh, "He's he's probably about to." And I went and introduced myself, told him who I was. He kind of had deer in the headlights look, like, "What? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about?" I'm like, "How old are you? 15. I'm like, "Whoa, I'm a little early on this one." <laughs> did I did I break any rules on that? <laughs> And well, the funny thing is, is uh, you know Bates, who's an agent as well. When Derek hit that lick um, and won like three velocities in a row, and beginning of the year, yeah, beginning of the year, and he was on tour. I, you know, I already knew he was coming anyway, Mm -hmm. so I'd already prepped people. You know, he this kid's coming, just get ready. And then when he showed up, and um, I. uh, I don't know. Bates found out that I was representing him. He goes, "How'd you do that deal so quick?" I'm like, "I've known him since he was 15." Yep, <laughs> I got a head start. <laughs> and that's what's cool about being in this in this lifestyle. Like, you know, when Ryan Dirtier retired, I cried like a baby uh, because yeah. I had known Ryan since he was eight, nine years old. Mason Lowe, same thing. I I had known these kids, even LJ. You know, through the NJBRA National Junior Bull Riders Association. Like, yeah. um, I look back, guys like Cody Campbell that. You know, I would see once a year at their finals. It's like I've known these kids since they were 
eight, nine, ten years old. And so, yeah, there's an attachment to them. And it's like, you know, that's what's cool for me is seeing these kids that you go, oh, man, it, that kid's really good. And then three, four, five years later, all of a sudden they're at this tour. It's, it's I don't know, man, it's fun. I get hooked. I, I can understand how fans get so oh, yeah. into it. Like, it's such a cool sport. It is. And it's it's the 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 access to the athletes is what makes it unreal yeah like just crazy because you don't have that access to any other professional athlete somebody that you see competing on tv mm-hmm. in a professional sport you're never that you're never going to see that person yep. within 10 feet of you which i i could argue both sides of that i think it's good and bad no absolutely i i, I think it's good and bad and we could do a whole another podcast yeah. on, on well on jb's that. the perfect example of that he he mm-hmm. He didn't make himself accessible there for a number of years, yep. and it it was just perfect. That's yep. the way it needed to be. Yep. And uh, they had some speaking of Sioux Falls, the last time he did an autograph signing, JB didn't do autograph right. signings. Right. He, we did one at a, a, a grocery store here for Monster Energy, yep. and <laughs> uh, I told you know JB's good. I mean, he'll do anything for his sponsors, and I yep. told him like, look, you gotta do an autograph signing. I'm like, all right. And uh, so I drove him over to it, and I knew I had a feeling like they've advertised this thing. It's going to be a big one. Great. And so when we pulled up, I pulled in, and I wanted to see what the line looked like. So I drove and gave JB a front row, just drove him right in front of the line. The, the line was wrapped wrapped around the backside. And really? he looked at me with this, like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I just laughed. I was like, "I'm sorry, but it shouldn't be so good." That's that's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, it's like we we can talk. Like, yeah, he hated you because he's going to be there for a long yeah. time. But he's also a guy that really appreciates it. Oh, yeah, he does. Sure. He does. Um, a little rough around the edges, but damn, he's a good guy. Oh yeah, for sure. I always tell everybody, I wish they could see the 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 JB that we know. You yeah. know, because it's hard on TV sometimes to, oh, to get personalities. Uh what else? Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up here? Man, we could talk forever. What? Uh, I know. I could tell you a st- cool story. Do it. Lay it on me. Uh, probably five years ago. And this is one of the many experiences that I've gotten to have, you know, with being an agent. And, uh, I think it was five years ago in Anaheim. I was uh, at the um, at the perf with the, the, the sports marketing guy from Monster. Mm-hmm. And he had... Um, he told me like, "Hey, um, Ash, who's the guy I brought to the, the very beginning? The very beginning, who's street cred?" Yep. Um, he said, "Hey, Ash has got some Grammys after party deal going on. He goes, call him and see what. It, maybe we can get some of those bull riders to go to that party. He goes, it's Meek Mill. Meek Mill's hosting it. Or I'm like Meek Mill, wasn't he in prison? And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll call him. You know, whatever. So after the bull riding, I call Ash. I'm like, hey, Mitch, tell me about you got after you know some mm-hmm. after Grammys after party. He goes." Uh, yeah. It, you sure bull riders want to go to it? Like, well, what is it? I'm just calling to get the details. He was well. It's it's Meek Mill, you know, who's yeah rap, you know, yep. heavy rap. He goes, it's going to be a different crowd for one. It's being held in Beverly Hills at Justin Bieber's Glass House, and it's going to be be pretty rough. And I mean, he said some other things too. Right. But yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. say on yeah. here, but yeah, I said. Ash, if I tell these bull riders that, they're going to want to go even more. They're going to want to go, yep. I said, we're coming. Yep. I said, just give me the address. He goes, all right. So we go, it's me, 
Sean Willingham, Chase Outlaw, Matt Triplett, Gage Gay, Reese Cates. Everybody you've named so far is terrified of a good time. Oh, you can't. No. Hey, to say I was nervous is an understatement. Uh, and I told the guys, I said, okay, we're going, but we're not going to try to blend in. We're wearing our cowboy hats. We're going cowboy. Let's go. And um, so we head, we head that way and uh, get an Uber, head to Beverly Hills. We get there. Um, I get walk up this driveway to the house. Uh, it's a big glass. You can Google it. Google Justin Bieber's glass house, and you can see exactly where we were. But there was a uh, – they had it closed off. There was gates and a pile of people that were wanting to get in, but they couldn't get in. So I call – we're sticking out like a sore thumb. We're cowboys. Right. I call Ash, like, we're here. We're sticking out like a sore thumb. He goes, okay, you see that gate? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, somebody's going to get you in. A guy stands up over the gate with a megaphone Hey, make room. We need those cowboys in here. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, we're going to die tonight. But so we work our way, squeeze, you know, get in. He goes, you're in. Well, first thing I noticed, there's like eight Bentleys parked in the, you know, the driveway. You there. guys didn't drive a Bentley? No, we didn't okay. drive Bentley, Bentley there. But So we go in the glass house. It's glass house. Yeah, Google it. Justin Bieber's glass house. And we go in there, and I had to pee. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I got to pee. You let's go find a drink. I'll come find you. Well, I'm standing in line. It's a house, you know, so it's not like public restrooms. I find the restroom. I'm standing in line. Um, and this guy walks up the, behind me with a deep voice. says, hey, this is the line in the bathroom. I'm like, yeah. I look over my shoulder. It's Chris Brown. I'm like, really? Then I got, I'm like, okay, we're at a real party. You know, so then I'm, and I start getting nervous. Cause I'm responsible for these bull riders that have been, and like you said, none of them like don't to have spend a, good, a lot of time in places like that. Yeah, but and none of them like to have a good time. So yeah, it's is. it's uh, uh kind of crazy. Yeah, that's where we were, glass house. Crazy. <laughs> and uh, so then I'm waiting. So I, I wait a little bit longer. Through the door comes Justin Bieber. He's wearing a top hat, like, and he's little. He's like short little guy. Well, of course, I'm sticking out. He look, notices me. He goes, how's it going, cowboy? I'm like, just hanging out, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, things are getting... Play it cool, play it yeah, cool. Yeah, things are getting very surreal for me at that point. And so I'm like, I had to pee. So I'm almost... An, I'm the next to go. And this big bodyguard comes out of this door. I'm a huge, biggest guy I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Huge. He says, hey, excuse me, I need to, yeah. I need to get a couple people in this bathroom. I'm like, all right, what, what's a little bit longer, you know? And well, it's the Jenner sisters, Kylie. And oh, really? Jen, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those two. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go find those bull riders. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm got to make like sure way, they're still here. Yeah, I'm like way nervous at that point. I finally go to the bathroom. I'm trying to work my way through people to get you know looking for the bull riders. I come face to face with um, Chloe Kardashian. Like me and her, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's yeah. she's like a little tired. I'm like. Hey, and she's like, you know, like, I'm dressed like a cowboy. She's yeah. like, yep. she's as shocked as I am. Yep. And so I, then I finally worked it, and I find the guys, they're out by the pool, you know, just yep. chilling. And Reese Kate's eyes are huge. He comes, he goes, Weezy, where the heck are we? I just saw Pitbull over in the corner. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's we're funny. in a party, so let's, don't get too yeah. crazy. So that's one of the, like, this you know, you just are somewhere and you end up somewhere and you have an experience. There. What was the, the big rain nightclub at the Palms in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. There, me and a buddy, Chad Dowdy, one of the best bullfighters that 
that I've ever seen in my entire life. You can ask Frank and Cody and all those guys. They know him, but he's a guy that always stayed pretty close to the house there in Oklahoma. Never really tried to, but holy crap. Um, so incredibly talented, but very Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I was very, I wasn't as cultured back then as I, I am now. And we decided we were in Vegas. We didn't really know what to do. We had seen this palm on the on the uh, real world, MTV's real world. So we were like, well, let's go check it out. Next thing I know, he and I are upstairs in a suite with Paris Hilton. There's some other things happening in, in the on a table over here. And we, we thought, holy shit, this is what heaven's like. Until uh, we realized that apparently Paris Hilton didn't have the suite. We were in some other guy's suite, and he didn't like the guys in cowboy hats getting the attention. And oh. next thing I know, we were back in the dance floor with common people. <laughs> we were like, this ain't no fun. Let's go play cards. And so, but it, it's one of those things where, like, you end up in, in a place where it's like, yeah, I never thought I'd be here, but yeah, this exactly. will be a hell of a story. Exactly. Uh, before I let you go, because I'm getting ready to ask this, this next guy the same question, what's the worst somebody's ever butchered your last name? Well, it's not. They don't butcher. They butcher it every time. It's not. It's not about how bad they butcher. It's like they consistently don't say it right, which I'm just used to. They. It's Weiss or Weiss. It's never correct. Wait. What, so okay. So so say it. We see. We see. So still to this day, everybody just. Well, people. I mean, the, like like your friends. No, yeah. yeah it's like but. if it's somebody new, they never say it right. Never. And I don't blame them. Man. It's kind of. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's a it's German. Different. It's pronounced Visa in German. It's a German name. Really. Yeah. See, I have um, mine's kind of like that. You know, it's very cultured. It's it's west. It's actually very global. It's a, it's a direction you can go in any country in the world. Yeah. So yeah, you've never had it messed I've, up. I've, I'm sure I've I've been called asshole a lot. Well, yeah, I mean that's a that's a given. But <laughs> uh, social media, we talked about Vexel. What about you personally? What is it? At Sean Weese. W I E S E S E. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. So I before E. I before E. And then an S and E, or something like I that. I before E. And then an S and then an E. And then an S and an E. Okay, yeah. You got it. You can find me there, Vexel Brand, wherever. Okay, XD at Vexel Sports. Brand. XD Sports on, at, on social, too. Social, I don't, we don't do much there. XD underscore sports, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. Look at me. Man. Man, I, I've done a ton hey, of homework. when you're an influencer like you are, you know all that. <laughs> I can't even, uh, yeah, don't even start. Don't even start, man. Well, uh, make me a promise we'll do this again. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Um, we'll wrap it up. Sean, appreciate it, buddy. All right.